Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello, everyone. I am Katie Petra, joined by David Fiorazzo. Yes. Two thumbs up, yes. because this is the week. Yes. It's the final countdown, as Europe would say. Many of you know enrollment for our 2023 live courses at Freedom Project Academy. It's our K-12 classical online school. The enrollment ends this Friday, July 21st. Newsflash, newsflash. We've been talking about this for months, months. Now, final countdown. What are you waiting for? That's my simple question to you. All you have to do is go to freedomforschool.com, check out everything we have, and get enrolled now. Again, freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Shocking new report. Oh, say, we can't even, I can't even, I can't even make shocking. a joke. It's shocking, but it's not shocking. Gasp. American confidence in higher education is sunk to an all-time low. Not shocking. And one of the most prestigious universities in the country says that nearly 40% of its student body is now LGBTQIA+, ampersand, exclamation point, so, question mark. Yeah. All these things, I don't know how confusing. they go together, but yeah, we we very confusing. We we I can't believe we have an all time low story, of confidence. Oh, yeah, I an all time low. America's confidence in higher education plummets to new lows. Okay, so <laughs> all right, Katie, I, here's my confusion: was we've done this story about a hundred times over over the years, I think, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it keeps plummeting. Maybe not how plummet. Plum Plummet's the wrong word. There is a decline. There's always a, a systematic decline. decline, but now this apparently was a plummet. A plummet. So again, I guess the headline is a new low. <laughs> it's so a new low. Let's talk about that new low. According to Gallup, the percentage of respondents that responded, is that? Yeah, sure. Respondents redundant. that responded. All right. So respondents <laughs> responded and their response was <laughs> either having a great deal or quite a lot of trust fell from 57% in 2015 to 36% this year, according to the polls. So Americans who reported some or very little trust, however, rose from 42 to 62. In other words, their trust didn't rise. Their very little trust, emphasis very on little trust. very little very trust in higher education. So no surprise. I think, Katie Petrick, some are getting the message that all that money you pour into higher education might not be working out for you. What do you think? Yeah, I think especially for those people who attended college and then now they're looking at themselves like I have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And a degree I can't And use. what do I have to show <laughs> for it other than the debt and the hopes that Joe Biden and gang will make it so that poof, that debt just goes away. They're still hoping for it. It's forgive like, forgive my student loan. Forgive me. Forgive me. I pardon you. you pardon. I, I pardon your student now, loan. Now, what's interesting um, is talking about how it obviously all they always break it down by political party and you know oh what about republicans versus the democrats and the independents right, let's oh, play the game okay here we go here we in go. 2015 in terms of uh their confidence in higher education the republicans had a 56 percent confidence in 2023 they have a 19 percent confidence oh, so they definitely the you still back in 2015 back in my day you still slightly over, over half 
of the people were confident in what the colleges were doing. And now it's not even two in ten. So Katie, believe that, what they're doing. That That's would the Republicans. be the, the definition of plummeting. That, that would be a plummet. That's a yeah. definite plummet. Yep. Now, the Democrats, <laughs> on the other hand, over the past eight years, have gone from 68% confident, like, yes, that college degree, almost 7 in 10. You say, yes, confident. Woo. They're down to 59%, which is only a nine-point reduction, but it's a nine-point reduction. So that's always something. Anytime the Democrats acknowledge truth it's, it's always a good thing to to point out now the independence it's still of course, astounding yeah though, that they that there's that many that democrats love the higher education because because they're the ones who go back into it they're the ones that then become the professors teachers so administrators those, yep, yep yep dei positions we call that the revolving door process they have that wow. in politics they have that wow. they're all part of that same system same revolving door now the independence also that's the kicker is went from 48 percent in 2015 down to 32%, a 16-point drop. They, always look at the independents. They're the ones who could, obviously they're independent. They could sway either way. I wonder why, you know, you, <laughs> I say, obviously, like tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> um, what is being produced coming out, the results you get from getting that college education mm -hmm. is not what it was back in my day. It wasn't what it was back in your day or anyone else's day. So what are you day. saying? I'm saying... <laughs> We are right to have that plummet yeah. happening. Well, we've got a video. Is, is the degree really worth it? Yeah. And let's just watch this real quick. We'll talk about it. Okay, so let's get right into this poll because it found that 56% of Americans think earning a four-year degree is a bad bet. So are young adults just not seeing any value now? In a degree? I think that many of them are, but I think we want to look at post-secondary options, right? Whether it's a two-year college or a four-year college or whether you're going to take an apprenticeship or go into the military or take a gap year, there are so many different options. So when is the right time to start having these conversations with your kids to see what it is that they want to do in the future? I think that we don't want to put pressure on them, right? And so having the conversations about a myriad of different options and opportunities is a really good first step. But to me, one of the amazing benefits about going to college is to figure all that stuff out. And I think when you look at some of those price tags, it can get overwhelming. You look at that and you think, well, what if I don't get the job that I want and I don't know what I want to do, but that's what college is for. College can help you figure out what it is that you want to do and what direction to go. So okay. Katie, isn't that an expensive lesson yes. to pay all that money and go to the university and figure out what you want to do? I Correct. don't agree with that. Correct. At all. Uh, I like that she said, yes, there are options. And a mom myriad, and dad. She said a myriad, myriad of ideas. Myriad. Options. Mom and dad, pay attention. College is not the end all be all. Do not say, oh, my kid has to go to college or they're going to be a failure. No. Yeah. Apprenticeships, military. And I still count this as going to college, a two-year school, a vocational school. Those are options. Gap year. One, we don't want our children to just sit at home doing nothing. And when she talks about, you know, the options and putting it out there for your kids, make sure that the kids know that they're like, there is a limit to these options. One of the options is not just sitting in the basement and hanging out and not paying rent and not working and just, it's a gap year in the sense that I'm just doing nothing. That's not an option, but there are tons of other options. You do not have to go to a four year, which is now a five year, six year college. And if you decide to go to college to find yourself or figure things out, do not go to a pricey university for those first two years. Go to a local community college yep. where you can live at home or live in an apartment near mom and dad and your family's values and not get lost 
to what is on the college campus. I'm still astounded by the political divide in trust in our universities. Wow. But still to come, one of the country's most elite universities says in the last decade, the number of LGBTQ students has tripled with nearly 18% of the student body now claiming to be bisexual. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Now, if you were with us this last segment and we talk about the confidence in the colleges and what you're getting out of going to a college, here's what you're getting, as proven by Brown University. And other universities. And but, other universities, but especially Brown, yeah. apparently. Social contagion. Have you heard of the phrase? Because it's all the rage now. Okay. Social contagion. And because we have social contagion going on at Brown University, we need to shut down Brown University. Now, uh, new survey data finds that nearly... 40, 40% of Brown University identifies as some form of LGBTQIA+, ampersand, exclamation point, Is, uh, is that all just 40? Just 40, David. Just, oh, let's not exaggerate. It's 38 to be precise. 38%. Okay, nearly 40%. Nearly 40, yes. Of youngsters. Brown University students. Now, the latest data from the student newspaper, reliable sources, <laughs> uh, shows that between 2010 and 2023, identification as LGBTQ plus has almost tripled, tripled among the student body at Brown. Uh, initially, it was 14% Look all the way back in fall of 2010, saying that they were not heterosexual to 38% now. And let's just, let's just look at this graph here. Hopefully you're watching us and not listening because the visual here... Morelli speaks volumes, and it's colorful. Well, there's a lot of purple, but the purple is declining. What's the purple? That's heterosexual. But the green is really growing more than almost any of them. What did, What is green, Katie? Oh, green is bisexual. Okay, so but I thought there weren't. I thought there were more than two genders and all that. So there's yeah. you can't have a. I thought, a I thought you binary a bi or yeah. a di like a dichotomy. I'm confused. Have bi I, I'm confused. But they had to add colors. <laughs> Just this last oh, year, colors. from spring 22 to spring 23, three semesters worth, they had to add colors. They had to add questioning, <laughs> asexual, pansexual, and queer. But they already had, they have yellow here to represent others. So shouldn't other just be everything else with that these people are claiming to be? Other should be a lot bigger because that's like, I don't know, what, 50-some genders then? I, other? Yeah, I don't know if that's That should whatever, be a lot bigger but according you can put, to... Uh, couldn't it just be heterosexual homosexual other like i don't i still don't understand what's going on yeah there, there's well homosexual obviously same sex yep. that means you're gay or lesbian mm -hmm. bisexual means okay i can i'm can have, have relationships two of with the, the genders with, that yeah, they yeah. I, they claim yeah. that there are 98 i yeah. don't with opposite or with, same so see, that's and, and now we're just down I don't know. the slippery I don't. slope that is brown university apparently <laughs> So you're sitting in any class and you look around and basically four in 10 Yeesh. people are just 
We don't know. But Katie. And so be careful about how you identify when you address these people because you could, I mean, but you're going to get canceled everywhere on that But university. Katie. But yes. What? Surely Brown University is an isolated case among colleges in the nation that all the other colleges are not even close to 40% identifying as LGBT. Surely this can't be nationwide. David, my name is Katie, not Shirley. <laughs> anyway, yes, surely uh, it's, um, it's just one. The social contagion. Let's talk more about that. Now, Dr. Lisa Littman, who popularized the idea of rapid onset gender dysphoria, once taught at Brown University. That's interesting. This is kind of ironic. Um, but she was forced out over the controversy that erupted with suggesting in academic papers that this rapid onset gender dysphoria, which is, which is a social contagion, was actually a thing. Dr. Littman argued that some girls who identified as transgender were doing so due to peer pressure Thank you. from within their social circles. Of course. So the 38% of identification at Brown tracks with the research from the Center for the Study of Par Partisanship and Ideology, which found similar levels among elite colleges. So the researcher on that project is named Eric Kaufman, Noted in the comments um, to the college fix that his research has found sexual behavior has not kept pace with the identification. So in other words, these people who are saying I'm bisexual or whatever, their identification outstrips their actual sexual activity. So it's a social contagion. So you're in a group ah. and they're like, well, I'm, hi, my name is Katie Patrick. My pronouns are she, her, blah, 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 and I identify <laughs> as, blah, blah, blah. some of these people are identifying as things that they're not actually carrying out. It's a social contagion, especially among, as they're finding in a lot of research at the high school level and all that too, middle school and high school, teenage girls. They see the TikToks. They see all the Instagrams. They see all yep. the, everyone else is doing it. Yep. They're going to identify, oh yeah, I'm Popularity. totally, I'm totally cool. asexual and whatever else was on that list, but they actually aren't. And this, that's what, what a social contagion You know, if you does. don't, if you don't agree with the point that, that Katie just made, I'll ask you, what might you have done or what did you do for attention when you were a teenager or, you know what I mean? Kids yes. will do things, um, but you had me at the increase of 793% of students identifying as other sexual orientations within within the alphabet soup community. And that's about the number Brown. 793 of genders I think that we're up to now. <laughs> I think that's close. They're making them up as they go. That's why the plus means infinity. Infinity. Might as well be that. Now, coming up, starting this fall, all schools in Louisiana will be forced by law to display a message that has been the nation's motto for centuries. Wow. So you can imagine Democrat lawmakers. <laughs> they're not the happiest of right now. Jeez. We're going to talk about it next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. In God Beep. we trust. Wait a minute. Are you allowed to say that? That's why I censored you. How dare oh, you I'm censor sorry. Me. This is it's It's educated. a simple phrase. So we're allowed to say we that here. We are allowed to say it. It's a, it's a simple phrase. It's <laughs> iconic. It's also our nation's motto. Yes. What's the motto with you? All right. Um, and <laughs> if you even have a dollar bill, you know what a dollar bill is? Take it out. Look at it. It says it on there. On our money? 
It's just fiat money anyway. Yeah. Um, and now a Louisiana law is going to require it, that phrase, in God we trust, to be on signage in all of the state's public K-12 and college classrooms. Yeah, Ooh. we knew that wouldn't fly with the Democrat Party. Yes, but it's Louisiana. Well, Where my favorite senator is but from. there's still some pushback on that. Who's your favorite senator? John Kennedy. Okay. Well, the man there, says what he means. There is means still some pushback, though, even in La, Louisiana. Oh, of course there is. There is. There is. Because you mentioned God and... Eek, yep. But it was uh, House Bill 8, if you want to look it up. HB 8. <laughs> it was authored by state representative. I don't know if it's Dottie or Dodie Horton. And it's going to apply to K-12 and post-secondary institutions. It was signed into law by Governor John Bell Edwards, and it's going to take effect starting August numero uno. So that means this school year, upcoming school year, there will be a sign somewhere in every classroom. It's kind of like Where's Waldo? Go find it. Oh, my Um, goodness. Saying, in God we trust. Liberal heads will explode. They will. Now, the state previously required such a sign be displayed in all school buildings, but now it's going to mend what they had saying that this requirement from in each building and each school to in each classroom and in each school it's kind of like how the far left now just replaces the flag maybe that was in every classroom with pride flag of some yeah, sort you flag. know so there's that uh the law is also uh will not require a public school governing authority to spend its funds to purchase the national model displays and the schools can accept donated displays so like the local groups like I'm a member of the DAR, the Daughters of the American Revolution, or other, uh, you know, patriotic organizations may donate to the schools to put these signs in, which is pretty nice. I I like it. It's good stuff. There's a video. Let's check this out. At minimum, the bill requires that the saying be put on poster board that is 11 by 14 framed and with a font that is easily readable. Now, we reached out to the bill's sponsor in Louisiana, and she sent us a statement that reads in part, quote, Our national motto, In God We Trust, reflects the sentiment of our beloved America. Although it doesn't teach a specific religion, it does tell the world that our country was founded on biblical principles, values, and that we trust in the one true God. This is the positive message that our children need to receive each and every school day a message of hope and a better tomorrow and opponents say it's not inclusive and when we plaster large religious slogans all over the school i think we're really sending a message of exclusion to some of the students and that should be the last thing our public schools ought to be doing it's interesting that in god we trust is the national motto what is the argument that they're making that we're supposed to have a national motto that can't be displayed anywhere in the nation oh my goodness so they've got pride flags everywhere and when you throw up your pride propaganda you're not excluding a majority of this is just his response was idiocy um, let's just get a month for it. Uh, the In God We Trust month. <laughs> How about, I don't know, July. June? Actually, actually, no, the kids <laughs> are out of school in, Good in point. July. It's got to um, be during the school year. But the, the, the argument, yeah. the In God We Trust motto means I, that man cannot spend any money because how dare he even have in his hands a piece of paper that says In God We Trust. It must, he rejects it probably it. just burns up right in front of him. And, and by the way, the separation of church and state is the second biggest lie Farce. in America. One, one day we'll do a program on this because mm-hmm. I think people, not just kids, but adults need to be educated 
on the second biggest lie, the separation of church and state. It is not in our Constitution, and we could go on and on. But just the fact that they use this all the time, oh, keep religion out. Okay, how has that worked for you since the early 1960s? Taking God out, taking prayer, Jesus, might as well take out the Ten Commandments and anything moral. How has that worked for our country? All right, mm -hmm. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm off my soapbox. How has that worked for you, America? So you Democrats that are coming against this simple thing, in God we trust as a national motto, Feisty Fiorazzo today. Yeah. I like it. Don't even, don't like even it. get me going. Okay, you already did. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts, though, so please. If you want to just email us. If you want, you want that program to be made, you need to let us know. Because David will definitely put Ooh, in the work yes. and give you all the information you could ever want, need, and be ready to we'll, defend Yeah, we'll talk about the Johnson argument. Amendment, which if you don't know what that is, please go look it up. Well, or listen to David, because maybe he'll do it. All right. Yeah. But uh, we're not going to buzz off quite more. yet. Yeah. We're not going to buzz off quite yet. Because we got the Babylon B headlines coming up next. Stay with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, before we wrap up the show for the day, let's take a look at everyone's favorite satire site, The Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. And neither Katie or myself have seen the headlines, so these will be our honest reactions. Let's start with the first one. Who's going to be number one? After discovering cocaine in the White House, Biden promises to fix Immigration, inflation, the Ukraine war, student debt, climate change, hotel fees, infrastructure, balance the budget, and redesign the Rose Garden by 4 a.m. tomorrow. Next, police investigation, I'm sorry, police investigating corpse that washed up on Delaware Beach. Next, embarrassed man could have sworn invitation said costume party. And FBI conducting surveillance of far-right terrorist training ground. And finally, obese man explains to doctor he's just fighting far-right extremism. Katie, an interesting combination yes. this week. And what would be I your mean, numero natu uno? Naturally, I should select the fitness ones because if you haven't heard, basically, uh, if you work out and care about your fitness and your health, your physical health, that makes you a far right wing person now you know study show or some some nonsense basically i think the far left has gone and wait you know the whole fat shaming thing yeah like they just was like everyone you know body positivity body and all that positivity. they've gone so that anyone who actually cares about their health must be a right wing extremist so i should go with that but anytime you put joe biden in there you got to give something to him i think number one with the cocaine although i don't know i've never taken cocaine joe biden probably has with his son hunter you know 
bonding experience. Father and son, yeah. Um, the fact, like, what cocaine does for you, it just make you, I don't know, super amped up. I thought that's what weed, well, weed calms you down, but is coke make you super amped up? And you can solve all I guess. all the nation's problems. But right there shows you how, how bad our country okay. is. What do you My got? My favorite is the globalist, the corrupt, <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Zelensky. Oh, Zelensky and yep. Putin. <laughs> Embarrassed man could have sworn, invitation said, costume party um remember when he was in front of congress in a would he have a sweatshirt he shows mm. up there i mean well john fetterman does too asking so. asking mm. for more money so give me a couple more billion dollars for my not my war but yeah so yeah it's, it's I, I, just I a like few billion Come i appreciated on. that one there's there's some humor there well that's going to wrap up the top headlines of the week more satire next time right katie oh but of course. Always, always. Always. Now, if you are a fan of our show, please, if you could like, comment, share the video. Also, let us know your thoughts. We always love to hear from you. We like getting ideas because it helps us then to formulate putting out content that you yes. want to watch. Now, for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.